Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27-24! Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to his strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown. Fried Fogle again. Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley. That's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. And always judging us in the background is producer Seth. You can block him on Twitter at Setop5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Brando? Oh, Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, Only the second worst city in Ohio. Behind... The mistake on the lake, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, okay. I didn't know how close Columbus would be to that. Or Dayton, or I like Dayton, Toledo. I like Dayton a lot. It's a lot of bad ones in there. Um, yeah, well, that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to break down a little preview of the sold out game against number eight Cincinnati coming up on Saturday. Uh, again, playing number eight Cincinnati, it's a city or an entire state. We should be able to take care of them. They are two and oh, with two very impressive wins, uh, 49 14 over Miami of Ohio and 42 to seven over Murray state, the football team, not the basketball team. So they are coming in two and Oh, this game will be on ESPN nationally televised 12 o'clock kick. As I said, a sold out rock Memorial stadium uh, in Bloomington, Indiana. And just a, a little side note here, this will be Cincinnati's first true road game since their last one, which was in 2019, which is at Memphis, which was an L for them. Uh, 24 to 34, uh, previous meetings. We have not met since the year 2000, which we won 42 to six. Are you currently on a five game win streak against Cincinnati? Knock, touch wood, knock on wood, whatever. Uh, Cincinnati's last win was when producer Seth was born 1957, Ooh, um, against IU. I mean, I guess they did just beat again, Murray state. So. Yeah, man, let's get uh, some real quick news out of the way. This has already been talked about a little bit through the Twitter Twitter sphere. Twitter sphere. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the interwebs, man, the interwebs. Yeah, I'm having uh, those. We got a late start, so we may fly through a little bit of this front thing here. Uh, speaking of interwebs. Yeah, no, we can go ahead and shine a little. Mike forgot how the Internet worked. So let's <laughs> put that on the record. We are very late start, not because of me this time, but because. Michael is a boomer. Yeah, boomer I guess. AF. So speaking of boomers, um, Bill Mallory throwback uniforms oh. this weekend. Uh, loved Bill Mallory. Um, yeah, great. so those will come, those will be back. So the ones that we've teased for a while, the ones that you've seen around, the black face mask, black eye on the helmet, black outlines everywhere, black outlines on the sh- on the jerseys, single stripe down the pants, black outline around that as well too. Um, was kind of hoping they would go red on red. Looks like red on white. Um, so we'll get into that. Um, Jaywin Williams should be back. 
That's good big news. play J. Oh my God. Did we need big play J so bad? Yeah, this we had some problems on Saturday. New- well, I mean, we haven't been, you know, Indiana, you know, Seth, yeah. Seth, you know, I'm surprised hasn't made, he jinxed it in the beginning of the season asking if that was going to be a thing. And we literally haven't been able to celebrate that. So big, big play J coming back should not be ignored. Yes. Um, we did. And I, I, I want to get this out of the way before I forget it. I don't think I have it written down in the notes. Okay. I do. So we'll get to that in the presser highlights here in a little bit. Uh, the other piece of news, Caden Curry from center Grove will be on his official visit this weekend. Uh, the number 69th ranked player in the country, uh, 12th ranked defensive lineman in the country and third ranked in the state, uh, six, five, and his final five are IU. Ohio State, which he visited last weekend. Great weekend for him to visit uh, there during a, a big fat L. Uh, Alabama, Clemson, and Oregon. But it seems like it's pretty much, right? And Tell me if I'm wrong. It seems like it's pretty much down to Ohio State and Indiana. Yes, that, that does seem it. Um, it's Everything I read that said it's going to be tough, but we're there. And that's all you can ask for with a guy of this we caliber. Got no just yeah. be so. in the fight. We got no big, I, and, uh, big week, big weekend too. So, yeah, I don't. So I want to. I can't wait to Brando's randos. I just got to ask this now. Do you like bringing him in for a game that kind of like Ohio State did with Oregon? You don't know you're going to win. Like, do you? Because again, you know, the visit really starts after the game. That's when they get to hang out with the players and the coaches, and then obviously after a loss. Um, that can definitely sway a visit. So do you like the strategy of bringing them in for a big game that could honestly go either way? It's sold out. You want them to see a sold out rock and see what the momentum behind the program at least is right now. Hey, this is what you're coming into. You don't want them coming to like, no offense again, Idaho. We're we, what did it was fifth in the country. They like whatever those stupid things are that they put out on Twitter, but they're looking at us being like, the fifth loudest stadium in the country this weekend, just based off of, and it's all based on, I went through the Twitter thing and, and read uh, what it's based off of. And it's all based off of projections from last weekend. So with us having a big game and then as loud as the stadium was last weekend, they put it together in this little formula, which this guy just makes up and he poops out results. And we just happened to be the fifth poop that came out, which is great. So we'd like to have him there packed crowd that place is going to be crazy so yeah i would say so and i think that the coaches think obviously we have a pretty good chance to win so um yeah i think this is the one that you want them at it's either this one or maybe ohio state later in the year but i don't know so that one i that one i would put a bigger price tag on our butt on than this one does that make sense i don't know yeah no i I actually love it in this game because I mean, there's just such a high risk, high reward with waiting to the Ohio State game because high, you know, the positive is the season's going amazing and there's a lot on that line and the game's, you know, electric. The bad thing is the season's got away from you and all the momentum and you're just giving Ohio State the second official. So, no, I think this is absolutely the perfect time to bring Caden Curry and I just wanted to see your opinion on it. Yeah, so let's get... uh super duper quick Monday presser highlights. I did watch the press conference on Monday and I watched the majority of the, this is going to sound funny. 
watched the majority of the radio show today. Um, not much to take from the radio show. Usually there's not a lot there. Uh, Stephen Carr, offensive player of the game. McFadden and, and Ryder Anderson, defensive players of the game. And this is kind of a long list. A.J. Barner, D.J. Matthews, Noah Pierre, and Javon Swinton, all special teams players of the game against Idaho. Um, coach was asked about Mike's comfort level and how much closer he is to being all the way back. And this goes, again, I don't want this to be another, you know, Michael was right about everything, but it's kind yeah, of sure. turning into that. I mean, I do kind of. He, he basically said we wanted to establish a good running game in this game. He needs live action. I've said that before. He needs to play the games to get back, and he can't recreate that in practice. They're not letting him get hit. That, that question was asked if they could go back um, into fall practice, would they allow for more hitting on him? And he said, absolutely not. Um, what they did was as far as they could make it go, and he just needs more live reps, and he thinks he's going to be ready to go for Saturday. Um, we don't need to get too crazy on this. As, as we talked about the assessment of the secondary, um, Monster Matthews may be back this week. I'm going to say I'm going to say if you're putting a tag on him, probably a doubtful tag. Maybe looking closer to Western Kentucky, um, which is the following week. And the bad news that we got is Chris Keys. I think he was one of my players to watch. Defensive back pod towards ACL against Idaho. That, that's another reason why big play J coming back is, you know, that, that impacts that yeah. even greater. It is a bummer. Chris Keys was cer- certainly up and coming and, and had he was a lot our of big talent. Corner. He's six one, I think, one of our bigger corners, if not the biggest one. And that moves Noah Pierre now to corner from safety. And I, I like Noah Pierre. I think he's a player. I don't think he's – is he a starter yet? I don't, I don't no. know. No, but he's good. He's good. He's the one that blocked the very the first punt. Um, and they're hoping to get Jonathan Haynes a transfer from Ole Miss back this week as well so we can just have a little bit more depth back there. So if Matthews doesn't come, Sanguinetti starts again then hopefully you have Haynes to back up anybody else back there if we need him. So um, other than that, they talked about the student section. I saw a really cool video that IU put together today um, where the players came out. It showed the players coming out onto the field for warmups. And there were a ton of students in there. I mean, already. Yeah. yeah, Three quarters full, probably. And they were like, you could hear you could. They they were asking them. They were just mic'd up or whatever. Like, man, look at these students. This is crazy all this stuff. And then they go back into the locker room and they show the students again. And by then I was in the stadium. So the student section was almost all the way full. I mean, I'm talking, the only thing they were doing were filing in above the band and they get into the locker room. They show Peyton Hendershot. He's screaming at the guys like, we got to go out. We got to play for this, man. They're here to see, this is crazy. Like I've never seen it like that before. And you know, I wasn't lying on the, on the post game recap for Idaho. I mean, that place was nuts. And it was all for the students. So did not go unrecognized by the coach um, or by the players. So that was pretty cool. So that's enough of that. Let's get into Cincinnati. Do you want to start? No, you can. Because okay. um, I don't yeah. like talking about this guy. I know you don't. That's why it's nails on a chalkboard. I'm going to be talking about him a lot. So I'll let you get through the boring stuff. Overrated. Uh, NFL talent quarterback Desmond Ritter. We'll talk about him for just a second. Tom Allen called him a, quote, special player. Long, 6'4", runs a lot, 
as we talked about in the Cincinnati preview, if you want to go back and listen to that, uh, that would be episode 32, I believe. Um, a lot of run, a lot of throws on the run. He doesn't, he hasn't ran the ball so much this year. I think he's only got like 21 yards rushing, maybe, um, maybe just some little scrambles again, he's six, four. So he's athletic for being, for being that tall in a quarterback, uh, does like to make plays on the run again, a con for him tries to make the big play tries to make the big, big, big play. And so, he does often. Hopefully we see some of that get turned into what people are calling that the con of that's why he's a little bit turnover prone just because of that fact is that instead of just taking the little easy dump offs, he will try to make those throws into coverage. He will try to make those throws downfield most of the time on the run. So um, other than that, do you know anything else on what they've got on offense? Uh, I mean, they're loaded at every skill position. They're running back Jerome Ford. Um, he averages almost eight yards a carry. Their wide receiver, Tyler Scott, puts up over 30 yards a catch. Uh, they got a bunch of guys that are capable uh, Ritter really spreads it out. Um, you know, they don't outside of Scott, they don't really have a second guy, but everyone else can, can, you know, make an impact. Uh, there's, there's really not a weakness at the skill position on the offensive side. Um, the only weakness, and I'm not even sure I can call this a weakness because they haven't played anyone yet to really find out, but they do have a little bit of turnover on their offensive line. Like I said, if you want to know more, go back to episode 32 where we break it down a little bit more. But yeah, if you had to choose a weakness, and again, it's really difficult to, it's uh, they're replacing both tackles and a guard. So they're, they're replacing about 60% of their offensive line. Yeah. So I'm just looking at Tyler Scott now. Again, he's they've they've spread the ball out quite a bit this year. Um, yep. They've had very easy games for them. Um, weird enough, Murray State, we were kind of, score checking just uh during tailgate last week and um i think at halftime murray state had the ball for like 20 some minutes of the first half and it was like 14 7 maybe at halftime um they didn't score again after that they went up seven nothing really controlled the game um so they didn't really have to do a lot against either one of these teams so spreading the ball out it's been kind of their thing again tyler scott the leading receiver so far um not a big guy which was one of the things I was kind of scared of when I did a little bit of research on him was hoping he wasn't Hayden Hatton type, you know, six, four, six, three, somebody they can get up above our corners. This guy's five eleven, So we don't have any sort of height issue, which is good there. And then I didn't notice any tight end that popped off yet. Now, again, very uh, early in the season. So uh, tight ends and big receivers are our kryptonite. So hopefully we can avoid those against Cincinnati. Um, one thing we can't avoid is their defense. So right now, listed again, take this. It's the same thing I said for us against beating the living crap out of Idaho. Take this top 10 defense, which is pretty good. It was good last year, too. But take it for what it's worth so far this year. Top 10 in the country, 33% third down conversions, five takeaways through two games. They do have an incredibly good cornerback, though. Dude, they they that? got defensive guys all over the place. Over they, the place. Re, they were yeah. they return like eight or nine starters from an amazing defense. So you know when when you did this amazing outline, like you always do, I threw away all the stats because you know the, the stats to me don't matter when you play 
um, the fighting Ben Roethlisberger's and, and the fighting John Morant's. Uh, it, it, the stats just don't matter. It what matters is the guys, and they have guys um, that are returning last year. Uh, that that sticks out more to me. And you know they they have a few impact players on their defensive line. They got a few impact players on their secondary. Um, yeah, I mean they. I mean, don't isn't uh, isn't their corner like literally like the second or third best corner in the entire country? Yeah, Arquan Arquan, I think is that right? Is that how you would pronounce? Yeah, because when we when we broke down Bush the PFF list, you know, like we were all compliment of Taiwan Mullen and uh, Seth. Did I get that wrong? What list were we breaking down? I think it was top. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was definitely the PFF list. Um, it wasn't yeah. Arquan Bush. Um, but it was Gardner. Um, oh, Ahmad Gardner is the other one. Ahmad Gardner. Ahmad. Yeah. 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 And, and he was like seventh, like not at corner, but like overall, he was like the seventh best player. Um, they're like, they're good. I mean, it's well, they've hard got to... some just at looking four at a in quick the top mock draft. Right, right? Yeah. I'm looking at a quick mock draft. They've got Ahmad Gardner going. This is next year. So, you know, whatever. Ahmad Gardner going 20 in the first round. And a defensive end, Majai Sanders. Does that sound right? Um, also going at the very end of the first round. Um, so they've got talent. They've got talent. Again, is it because of what they play in? Or is it because they are really good? Again, NFL talent is a different translator. It doesn't matter where you play. They'll find you. They know how to scout talent in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. That's that's what fact. Well, I can't say it factored into my prediction, which we'll get there. I don't want to give that away yet. Um, that's what's factoring into a lot of my like back and forth. I'm like, how is this game going to go? Is it going to be like a fun up and down the field thing? What, what you would expect if you're somebody outside of the bubbles of Indiana and Cincinnati, where you're looking at Indiana, Cincinnati, this game's going to be like 50 to 50. Like this game's going to be nuts. No, or it's the defenses are going to stand Is it going to be crazy? Like maybe 20. 21 somewhere in there Man, so the, the over unders at 49 and a half i can't yeah. believe it's that high yeah. honestly like that that screams mid to low 40s to me um you know th- this isn't a gambling pod but if, if it was that would be one of my hammer hammer yeah. gamble bets right there 49 and a half is a ton of points for two amazing defenses yeah yeah, I agree. Um, anything else you want to add on Cincinnati before we move on to uh, our boys and our players to watch? That's all I got. That's all you got. Okay. Well, real quick, real, real quick, super quick uh, word from our sponsor, Mona on Track Club, before we get to IU players to watch. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details for their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts, hoodies, koozies, stickers, all that stuff. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10, that's LEO10 at checkout. Also check them out on Instagram. I believe it's at Monon Track Club. Um, a lot more details there. It'll show you the some of the swag. It'll talk about the runs, all that cool stuff. Uh, now, Let's get into the IU players to watch. Brandon, who are you watching on offense? You know, a little bit of a cop out here um, because it's not just one player. Okay. It's the wide receiver room. 
Like that's probably the most talented room on the offensive side of the ball. Go make a play. Like, what did we say with Ohio state when we previewed them? Like their wide receivers can make a quarterback look good. If Mike's struggling, if the offensive line isn't generating a run game, then let your strengths have to be your strengths. So I'm watching the receivers. I don't care if that's on the outside with Fry Fogel. I don't care if that's a slot with Matthews. I don't care if that's a tight end with Hendershot. Don't drop. Like Again, two interceptions in the Iowa game were because of wide receivers. I'm watching the wide receiver room to make some plays, whether that's going up and getting a 50-50 ball, whether that's rest, you know, just running a very clean route, whether that's cleaning up any drops. Like I want the wide receiver room, despite how good the Cincinnati secondary is, to pick up their struggling quarterback. That's what I really, really want to see is this senior-laden room. That's another thing about this, these, these offensive weapons, is they're very senior experience-laden. We're going to need that to pull out a W on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to, I thought you would pick one of these, so I put them both down. I will go with the offensive line. Um, I was going to go Penix. I'll go offensive line. So explain, why are you watching that? Because it's, it makes my eyes bleed. So I'll tell you why. So Idaho was the first, what you saw at Idaho, that offensive line, that's the first time they've played together. All fall. All fall. That's the first. And that is what they want. That is what their starting lineup is supposed to be. Right there. Haggard. Or, um, yeah. Haggard on the outside. Kadick, uh, Powell, uh, Dylan Powell. Is that right? Dylan Powell. Yep, Dylan Powell. Um, Matt Bedford, Cam Jones. That's what they want. That was non-existent in Iowa. No matter how many different combinations and moving it around wasn't happening in Iowa and they got blown apart. Iowa. It looked much better last week. They were opening. I went back and rewatched that whole Idaho game. They looked a lot better than what I thought they looked like in the stadium. Am I saying they're great? No, but we need to protect Penix. He's got to have some sort of time back there against these corners. He's got to find some mismatch. We've got to put DJ Matthews on a linebacker. Something has got to happen in here, but he's got to have time. Wait for those routes to develop. Our wide receivers are good enough to beat these corners. I'm telling you, look at what our wide receivers did against first round talent at Ohio state. They killed him. Let's do it again. Okay, protect Penix, open up a little bit. Of, you you got to run the football. You have to. I'm not saying that that's got to be the focus, but you have to be able to run the football. So well, what did you just say? I mean, Murray State was able to control the ball. But they didn't run the football. I just went and looked at that. They they dominated time of possession. I, I just looked at that, too. That was like 35 minutes, I want to say, throughout the whole game. 34 minutes. Uh to Cincinnati's 25 and that's way different than what it was in the first half. The first half was crazy lopsided. Um, I think the first quarter was like 13 two, something like that. Um, so the offensive line is, is big again. This is one of those games that I've been telling you about for a long time that I've been telling you, run the football, run the football. If you can run the football in this game and just hold on to the ball, and just grind down that defense, then you're going to open up your passing lanes. You're going to open up your, your, your play actions. You're going to beat those defenses there. So let's see if we can do that. Speaking of defense, who are you watching on defense? This is the fun part. 
Yeah. Uh, so you thought I'd say this last week and be a genius like you, but I'm seeing if Cam Jones can can yeah. make a repeat performance. Me too. Uh, I our linebackers are going to be so important because Ritter. They, he isn't a traditional drop back passer and they don't make him be it. There's so much strategy in his rollouts and the way they move their receivers and the way they move him in the pocket that throwing them off, whether that's, you know, making him clogging the lanes or making him throw off balance or whatever it is. So I'm watching Cam Jones. Can he wreak havoc again? Was, was it just him? kind of capitalizing on Idaho or was that Cam Jones's breakout game to show that he's arrived. So that's who I'm watching on the, on the defensive end. I'm going to go with the other one. I'm going to go with my boy. Yeah. Micah. They both have to. Yep. So here's, here's what I just came up with. What's a comparison of a quarterback that Desmond Ritter would be like, who is that? Would it be Justin Fields? Yeah. I mean, Ritter's that, not anywhere no, close to that, thinking? but yeah. Colin Kaepernick. Well, no, no, I'm talking that I use played is what I meant. Sorry, oh, I should preface that. I mean, he's better than the big red dog. But, but he's like, different. He's a different person. So Justin Fields, mobile, huge, big arm. What did we do to Justin Fields? We just blitzed him like crazy. There was pressure in his face almost all game. Coach Warren really hasn't blitzed. I mean, we, we, we're, we're trying to generate a lot of pressure from our defensive line. And I maybe we're just saving it for this game. I don't know. But yes. our blitzes have been drastically different than our blitzes have been last year. What now that's going we, to happen with the change yeah. in staff. Yeah. What but, did we need to do against Spencer Petrus? Petrus? Nothing. Nothing. He can do that to himself. What <laughs> do we need to do to Idaho? 15 minutes. Nothing. Yeah. So I'm telling you, it's been... Maybe the maybe the Iowa offense was supposed to be different. Um, Idaho, yeah. they did nothing, and they basically he basically Tom Allen basically said that today on this radio show was Nick Sheridan is growing, and then they talked a little bit about play calling, and he said that it was just you know we didn't we didn't have a pitch count on Penix, but we wanted to get him some more live plays, but we don't want him back there throwing the ball a ton. They weren't going to open anything up last week on purpose. We didn't need to. We scored fifty six points being about as vanilla as possible. So I think that you're going to start seeing, you're going to see your corner blitzes, which you saw. You saw a couple against Iowa. Um, we got some pressure. I think you're going to see a lot of that. But as far as what Micah needs to do, is just be Micah. But he also, he needs to be disciplined. on If he's, if he's spying, got to maintain it. Don't let him get outside because if he gets outside and if you've got that direct hit on him, take him down. So that was a big thing against uh, Ole Miss, right? Yep. We got hits on whatever. Number okay, two. Corral. Yeah, but we couldn't take him down. You little dude, just a little guy just didn't wrap up right. So we'll see. What do you got on special teams real quick? James Evans is going to be so freaking important. Field position. Again, we we're all kind of predicting this to be a defensive game, right? I mean, there's a ton of offensive talent, but honestly, this is going to be a defensive game. We can't have a 25 yard shank, right? Like yeah. we can't have a bobbled snap that gives them, you know, 
great field position. We need, we need to flip the field. We need to win field positioning. James Evans is going to have to bring his a game. Yeah, I think he will. I'm telling you, and I'll say this again. I will preach this until the day that I die. That dude has, that was his first legit football game. And he played it in front of 60 some thousand screaming Iowans, whatever. And I was there. I mean, I know you said your brother said Idaho's big, but I was big. Like, can you imagine being, uh, I mean, I, I don't know how big James Evans is, but like, could you imagine seeing some of the Iowa dudes running at you for the first yeah. time ever? Yeah. Big in yikes. A crazy, like, big yikes. Screaming stadium. Yeah. Big difference. He, he was fine last week. What did he punt once? I think. But even watching him warm up after halftime, I was watching. They had three punters out there, and he was out there, and he was he was coughing, cornering. He was booting them deep. He was good. He looked good. So I think he'll be fine. Um, I just put consistency, solid punts, typical Chucky. Don't need to be any, any crazy heroes. Just, don't, just hold on to the football on returns. Hold on to the football on the snaps. No crazy stuff. Just, just be yourself. It's fine. Be yourself. Be yourself. Oh my God! Please make it stop. <laughs> um, anybody know what movie that's from? Or are we no. good? Here comes Seth. No, it's uh, Just Friends. Amy oh, Smart. That's a Amy great Smart and uh, what's his name? God, I've loved Amy Smart for years. It started with Varsity Blues, Ryan and then everything else. She is just amazing. Oh, Seth it. loved Amy Smart and Varsity Blues. Me, not a fan. Not a fan of Amy Smart and Varsity Blues. Big fan of Allie Larder. What green bikini? There you go. My wife listens to this podcast. Let's move on, please. Um, let's move on to everybody's favorite part. It's Brando's Randos time. Got it. Yeah. So um, the USC job has recently opened. So it made me think. You know, Luke Fickle. He's he's all the rage right now. He was what PJ Fleck was a few years ago. So my question to you guys is Luke Fickle is coaching where next year? USC. Interesting. Seth, do you have an answer? No, I got no. I say it stays at Cincinnati. He could. They're moving to the Big 12, which leads me up to my next question. But I think James Franklin goes to USC and Luke Fickle takes Penn State's job. I think he goes to Penn State. Yeah, good idea. Yep, and I think we're gonna have to deal with Luke Fickle. Oh, you know who's a good, you know who's a good candidate for USC? That guy at uh, Iowa State. Yep, he's definitely getting around. Mm -hmm. You know who I wouldn't, who I wouldn't mind seeing leave? Greg Schiano. He's a list. He's on the list. Yeah, yeah. I'm not scared of him yet, but a little bit. So. We know the Big 12 is just falling apart. Cincy is going there along with USF and Houston and BYU. Is that a good move for Cincinnati? They like, have do, you think to. They, do you think they should have held out for a Big 10 expansion or fill in an ACC? Or do you think Big 12 is the right move? No, they for... have to. Um, the Big 10 has very strict rules on who they accept. AAC, I think, is what they're called. AU I'm not sure Cincinnati like is one of them. They're, they are not. Um, so they wouldn't make that would make sense geologically to put them into the Big Ten, but um, Big Twelve, no. 
geologically what did i say geographically geographically yeah Whatever. i don't know if rocks it's, have anything to do with this but yeah dude it's a rock the rock packed the rock baby yeah don't try to talk your way out of this one no. just quit while you are behind yeah no um I'm, yeah i'm having a night I'm having a night <laughs> La- last question here um what are your thoughts on noon kickoffs do we like noon kickoffs do we prefer 3 30 is like seven o'clock because i'm I'm torn because I like noon. Like, I don't like the seven o'clock kickoff. Like, A, that's way too long to tailgate, and I don't have self-control. Um, but noons are a little early. So I, I like a good 3, 3.30 kickoff. Like, that is my that is my my favorite, my preferred kickoff. That would be good, I think. Me, selfishly, two kids that, like, nap between, like, one and four. Not great. Um hard to get him to nap while i'm pounding beers and you're doing dizzy bat um by the way is that coming out no 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 i oh, i am i am the dd no, for this bat. oh no so, yes it That's will okay. be a this this will be a very tame unlike any tailgate we have ever done before i will not be crushing people at flip cup <laughs> just running the table in beer pong doing dizzy bat and throwing my bat into other people's cars no there, there will be none of that this year um, i i prefer a night game just because i can usually just get a babysitter and leave the kids at home kind of deal yeah. um but yeah a, a noon game's cool for me too again these are all selfish reasons um you're a morning guy yeah yeah let's get there let's have a good day then i can i can drink at the game i can drink after the game drink before the game i can have a good day maybe so we'll see yeah. we'll see but anyway you, i'm excited we haven't tailgated in how long i mean it seems like forever i don't even remember the last game we tailgate for so uh, i'm pumped for this saturday yeah, uh, like i said i'll be a little bit behind you um but I'm, I'm excited to get out there regardless if it's a noon kickoff um i'd rather have my i'd rather have 3 30 noon than seven um, Seth, what about you? What's your preferred kickoff time? A noon or a night game. Uh, Ooh, so you don't like the mid-afternoon game? No, I especially hate the 2.30 game Purdue-Notre Dame Saturday. Because <laughs> then uh, you're like by overlapping. The way, you, you, I don't know. You have, it's a flipper game. Yeah, you, you yeah. can't just dedicate your whole, I don't know, mid-afternoon or evening. By the way, our last tailgate was the most miserable tailgate of all tailgates. Michigan. Oh yeah, that was pouring. The weather rain. was terrible. The game was terrible. Wet feet, freezing. Yeah, wife almost fought like a eighteen-year-old Michigan fan. Bad. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> I was there, I guess. But yeah. All right. Is that it for Brando's Randos? How does that? All right. Let's reach into Seth Sack. What do you got, bud? All right, producer Seth's podcast sack. I'd like to talk about uh, pros. From Cincinnati, not a lot of big names came to mind. Isaiah Peed, Connor Barwin, Tody Pike, Brent Selleck. Forgot about Jason and Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah. Are they the? Are they in the running for best pro NFL brothers? You got the Mannings, no, obviously. The Barbers, the for sure. The Barbers. The Watts. The Watts. Um. Any other first families of football with the brothers? Mannings, obviously. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I would put the Mannings probably first. Yeah, Mannings have to be one. And then maybe, well, the Watts haven't won anything. I know. The Kelseys have won things. So they the Kelseys would Super probably Bowls. be second. They, they, they both just have won. based off of Super Bowls. Right? Dude, that Philly Super Bowl was crazy. Brent Selleck won one too. No, that was mm-hmm. 2006. Was that was he still on that team? Oh, I don't know. Oh. No, no way Brent Selleck won. He may have went when Andy Reid choked a bunch of times. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, no, Mannings. And then maybe the Kelsey's after the terrible campus, the terrible city. Let's not talk anymore. What about, about the, what about the McCordy's? They win most kids. <laughs> the McCordy's. There's no way. Do they have more kids than Phil? Cromarty's. I think I'm getting the Cromarty's no. and the McCordy's yeah. confused. Cromarty's different. McCordy's are the twins. Yes. I was thinking Cromarty's. One of the them. Cromarty's have an One of army. them or both played for the Patriots for like ever. I think it was just one of them. Can't remember. Okay. All what right. else? Uh, I, I won't stop talking about Cincinnati and their terrible city and their terrible campus. Um, in the mid nineties, I went to a game at the shoemaker center, which is now fifth third arena for a women's basketball game afterwards, went to a place. Okay. I can't find anything online, but I'm pretty sure there was a Bobby Huggins restaurant called the huggy bear down there. I can't find it online. I did some Google searches um long segue to my question would you eat at a tom allen themed restaurant and if it would so just be what, a, it would what would it, it be would, called it would be it would be elio steakhouse i think and it would be nothing but meat and potatoes that's it there's nothing else on the menu maybe some Medi- some medium rolls. rare you're only allowed to order it medium rare no you can order the steak however you want just well i'm sorry you can only order it rare medium rare or medium and then your potatoes can come however you want them but it's also the dining is it's super unique because it's just one big table everyone sits with everyone yep yep so like no beer there's probably no no beer beer. absolutely not it's closed on sundays definitely closed on sundays oh it was called so this is a very 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 simple google search bob huggins restaurant cincinnati uh, the building was home to Hugs Inn. There it is. Hugs Inn. Yeah, there you go. But no, so the only condiment available, probably ketchup. There, you don't put steaks, you don't put steak sauce on a good steak, and there's only good steak served there. That's it. You've got salt, pepper, ketchup. That's it. Yeah. And butter. That's it. I'd go for the experience, not for the food, but I wouldn't go. No dessert absolutely right. no dessert quick follow-up is there any other coach where you would want to eat at their restaurant like oh, i feel i'm definitely going to ed ajaran's like oh jambalaya yeah. like yeah. he's like just cajun, got one of the cajun, 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 the cajun yeah. seafood bake or whatever where they got the mm-hmm. corn and the shrimp and the, the oh, crab yeah. legs and yeah, stuff. yeah you know there. he's got mama's recipe and that is just That's to a good one die for um that's a great question wherever charlie weiss is I'd go to his place. They huge portions. Yes. <laughs> huge portions. <laughs> All the diet coke you can drink. You know what? I'd also go to wherever Mike Leach is at too. I go to Mike uh, Leach's restaurant. I bet you Mike uh, Leach's restaurants like Dick's Last Resort or something, where they like make fun of you the whole time. 
They just call everybody an asshole. Yeah, they just they stick you in a. Sweaty, <laughs> what do you have an asshole? <laughs> they stick you in a sweaty. Uh, what did he do with um, with that dude from ESPN's kid? Put him in a an equipment room or something, and like during practice at Texas Tech, whatever he did, I don't know. Allegedly, allegedly. I don't know. All right. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. We're we're not the Charlie Weiss thing was great. That was that that may be our high point of a podcast. That was hilarious. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I just said it. I didn't say anything about his weight. You're the one that said something about his portion size. (laughs) There's a layup. Come on. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, before um I'll do this before. Before we get to predictions, make sure you guys check out our Twitter account. It's at podcast Elio. Seth will be back unless he's at the game. News is broken. Seth might possibly be at the game this weekend. Um, so if he's at the game, none of us are live tweeting. I don't know how that's going to get done, but we'll figure it out. If he's not, if he's at the game, you'll know. Just follow us, put our turn on notifications, do everything else at podcast LEO. Seth will be back on the live tweets. He's fantastic. I can't check him during the games, which is very frustrating. He's Somebody- gonna have a hard time juggling this weekend with the yeah. Purdue game going on in the IU game. I don't know if he has a two TV setup, um, but this is the one time it's acceptable to be an IU basketball fan and Purdue football or um, Notre Dame football fan at the same time. Just first of all, I be there. Well, no, not you. I'm talking about, you know, stereotyping. So, all right, let's get into predictions. Seth, you're up. What do you got? Cincinnati 17. Hold on, I gotta write these down. IU 13. Ooh, real low. Okay. Yeah. So the a, slog, a slog struggle to make uh chunk splash plays more likely on defense or special teams. But yeah, I think it's gonna be a not quite a slobber knocker, more of a slog fest. Okay. Brandon, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I'll go. Okay. Um Uh-oh. I hate this. Oh no. I'm going to be the only I hate one this so much. I think there's a little bit more points. Um, this is very Vegas driven. Oh crap. 24, 21, 27, 23. IU covers slightly at the over, but IU loses 27, 23. Okay. You guys are terrible. All right. I think IU has the lead at halftime, and I think it is just an absolute devastating comeback win. I think they score with maybe 90 seconds to go. Here we go. This will be Cincinnati's first true road game since 2019. And the first against a major opponent since a 42-0 loss at Ohio State. If the crowd can make me tear up against Idaho, just imagine the atmosphere they're walking into this week. Kind of nervous about this one, but it's time for me to put my money where my mouth is. IU 34, 34 points, Cincinnati 24. Wow. Wow. A 34 points against that defense. It's not about scoring points from offense, it's about turning them over, taking them, taking, damn it. I'll, I'll do some push-ups, taking the ball away, scoring on defense. I've said this, and I've said it on the podcast, and I've said it to both of your faces as I'm pointing in the Zoom. They're not that good. 
IU wins. Easy. 34-24. I love it. We'll be going nuts. I mean, that's that's fantastic. I, I think I think there's no way we come out slow. We're either playing too fast and, you know, kind of like the old Miss game where we're a little sloppy in the beginning, or we come out and hit them in the mouth, which is what I think happens. Like, I, I could see us going, you know, up maybe seven nothing seven three at the end of one maybe we're up 14 six maybe 14 10 at halftime but i think i think their quarterback's playing a little better right now i think their defense is playing a little bit better right now i mean if you start going position by group by position group more even than you think i i I think I think this game has classical written all over it. I already have my DVR set for it. I I hope you're right. I think I think you're going to be epically wrong. Um, there's no way there's 58 points scored in this game. It wouldn't be the first time. There's no way 58 points are scored. There's no way we're scoring 34 points. 24 points you might have correct on their other point their part. Um, but okay, I've said it. It's written down. Here we go. Final statements. Anybody got anything to say? I have a grave marker made. I have a hole dug up. I am burying Indiana if they don't get a pick this week. Thank you. You Jim, it's on you, Seth. It's on you. It is I mean, on you. you you're like, is this gonna be your thing? Going Did you get a tattoo? Too? Did you get a tattoo first? Oh, yeah, Did you get a tattoo be... before they died? No. Oh no. That's an inside joke. Absolutely your fault. What do you got, Brandon? Again, I think we need to enjoy this. Like, again, as much as I'm freaking out about this game, I've been freaking, but to be fair, I was freaking out when we previewed this game freaking eight weeks ago. How many ever weeks we, we, we did this? Um, but come have fun. We're going to be there. Come join the LEO tailgate, honestly. Um, we're going to be right by Assembly Hall. Um, love to meet you guys and just honestly get so pumped because I'm negative right now, but I can tell you, I will be the most optimistic, crazy fan come game day. I'm going to just, that's me. That's my mentality. I'll be completely 180. This whole Debbie Downer stuff will go out the window as soon as, you know, I wake up in the morning Saturday. Um, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this. All right. So get there early, have a safe tailgate, get into the stadium before the boys hit the field, be loud, be proud. Let's go again. Come on, join the LEO tailgate. If you'd like lot two, just South of assembly hall, look for two flags flying. It'll be a script Indiana flag and probably an arsenal flag. Um, they do play at 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll so have we'll that game on. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing my TV. So, yes. so there you um, go. A 52 inch that. TV, a generator running. It'll be a gray canopy tent. Um, come the by typical shenanigans won't be happening. So you'll have to stick with us yeah. um, for maybe another tailgate. But yeah. And also, you know, rip a shot. Do whatever you want. We'll get Brandon will turn from DD to um, just D. So, <laughs> 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 so until then. Uh, be sure to check out the podcast on Facebook, facebook.com backslash LEO and on Twitter at podcast. I'm sorry, facebook.com backslash podcast LEO and Twitter 
at podcast leo uh that's the spot for the live tweets by seth unless he's at the game again um until then we will talk to you after iu 34 cincinnati 24 leo if i can convince michael we might go live um Uh so we'll see maybe maybe we'll go live maybe leo 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 awesome day leo thank you so much rick i appreciate that leo all right, great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.